Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one, The Quiet Woods, written by Digital33006. Naveen found his job rather boring. This is not to say it was not an important job. It was likely the one with the greatest importance to his species' survival. Monitoring communications from space was a life and death task. If doom was to come to this world, it would be from an outside force. In the 374 years of this agency's existence, 17 instances of extraterrestrial life had been identified. They had called out into the empty darkness, looking for companions. Their messages were full of hope, peace, and curiosity. Each and every time, they had been forced to remain quiet, unable to warn the seemingly friendly aliens about what was to come. A few years after the initial broadcast, the message's tones would shift. They would ask for help, assistance fighting an enemy that threatened their world. The calls for help grew ever more desperate as time went on. Until one day, they stopped asking for help and simply warned others for as long as they could. Three years after contact with the enemy was the longest any had survived, the signals never coming back again. Naveen had been working here for two of these incidents, and now would be for a third. He wished he could warn them to go quiet so as to not be found, but in doing so would reveal his own homeworld. This new message was markedly different than those he'd seen before. Made up of ones and zeros, it seemed a bit of a puzzle solving would be required to decipher the message. Forwarding the relevant information to his superiors, Naveen waited for a reply. Surely a team would be created to work on this project. Perhaps pertinent information would be available in this 1,679-bit long message. A few weeks later, Naveen received a reply in his communications. The team had been able to decode the message, and he was shocked to see that they included a crude representation of their solar system. This would give the invaders, if they managed to decode the message, an easy way to find where they had come from. Naveen prayed for the species that the invaders would not discover them, but it was a slim hope. He continued monitoring for transmissions by this new species, and time went on. Eight months was all it took this time for the enemy to find them. New messages began appearing, asking for help, support, or information. Naveen had some information regarding the invaders at his disposal, but there was no safe way to transmit it. He only could watch in horror as another species became extinct. Memories of them only remaining in the PQD agency. This time, 
The calls for help only lasted a few weeks before the signal went dark. It was a stark reminder to him and his people that it was better to remain quiet and unseen. This incident catalogued and forgotten about, Asim resumed his duties. It was quite a surprise when a little less than two years later, signals from the world began coming in again. The signal was bigger and stronger than before, implying a technological breakthrough. This new message was transmitted using a technology he was familiar with, the Invader's multi-spectrum wave emitter. With just a few tweaks, Naveen was able to have it play back in audio form. Hello, uh, sorry about the delay. We were attacked, but it's all over now. Um, we're humanity and we will soon be visiting you, thanks to our newly acquired starships. We wish to convey our purpose as one of peace and exploration. We mean you no harm. We look forward to meeting you and establishing a peaceful dialogue. If uh, that's not your thing, however, bring it. You know where we live. Levin swallowed hard. This new species had managed to not just fend off the invaders, but repel them. And they were out looking for other life. The thought of sending a friendly message out to them occurred to him. But it was a bit above his pay grade. If they were looking for them anyways, perhaps it would be best to come forward first. He uh, wasn't sure what he was more scared of now. The invaders or humanity. End of story. Story number two. Human Psychological Warfare. Written by Cal Bynes. The smuggler sighed as handcuffs were put around his wrists from the large crustacean-like creatures as they logged his regular and not-so-regular cargo, then put over the back of the officer as he was brought out of the ship. I greatly object to this mode of transportation, he said as he bounced with the stride of the police officer. The objection noted, as a human you have the right to remain silent, I suggest you utilize it, the guard said back. Well, that's no fun, just a very long trip in silence. How'd you get wind of me in the sector, he asked. You and your ship tend to have quite a potent stench. That's quite hard to hide, Locke, the officer said, him and the other officer chuckling to themselves. Well, that's just rude, Locke responded. He was brought into a large jail building and put through an arduous process of being brought in and accounted for, then placed into a holding cell as he awaited the next steps. So, um, how long will my sentence be? Locke asked. For the fifth time, your charges are still in processing. Would you like to see medical in case somehow you injured your hearing receptors? The guard responded. Well, I know, but it's taking forever, he said back. It's been a quarter cycle, said the guard. No matter, my crew and I have been having a debate, Fox stated. Crew? What crew? The guard quickly asked. I mean, uh, bar friends that happen to stay on my ship every now and again. Locke quickly stammered out. Ah, okay then, continue. The guard shaking her head as she sent a quick message to a patrol unit. Well, uh, is water wet? Locke asked. What? The guard responded. Is water itself wet? Like, if you put your hands in water, it's wet, right? So, is water wet? Locke asked. Well, it's probably wet then, one of the passing guards said. No, water can't be wet. It can only combine, but that doesn't make wet, the original guard responded. 
No, just because it can't combine doesn't mean that it can't make something wet. It just can only make things wet, but it can also be wet, the newcomer said. Lark watched from his cell. The two Zultans became increasingly more heated, turning from a jokingly serious argument into a heated debate. Other Zultans joining in as the species started moving away and calling other security groups. The new security groups, however, were mostly Zultan, which only increased the size of the argument. People tried to start and break it up, but were soon shoved back. The Zultan were very smart, but in a straight kind of way, which meant that it was very hard for them to disagree with the more complex subjects. The Garadan prison riots I've shown as an example of this. The tension in the room growing thick, even for the less empathic species. Then it erupted. Nobody knows quite how it started. Even the cameras not able to see through the sea of bodies. But one person threw the first punch, and the room erupted. The angry yells from before replaced by bellows of rage. The remaining coherent guards quickly moved as many people as they could out of the way, some being dragged into the mass and crushed underneath it. The Garadan riots consumed the prison for days, as the local government had to recruit other species to deal with the riots, as Zultan were more often or not consumed with the question as well. These riots and the ensuing diplomatic chaos had many results. One of the main was that barring of humans from entering of most of Zultan's space, along with Zultan translators now being required to block out many, mostly human, questions that had no real answer to them. As well, was humans being declared a psychological weapon against many species. They were uh, surprisingly prideful of this title. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.